This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What is up, Bucks fans? It is Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, and we are recapping the first Bucks game of the season. Granted, it was a preseason game, Casey, <laughs> but still exciting nonetheless. Football is back. I can already smell the pumpkin spice in the air. It's basically uh, fall. I mean, we're here. Yeah. here. Football's mm-hmm. here. And uh, and we got to see a pretty interesting game on Saturday. Yes. Uh, what what did you think kind of big picture of the Bucks' performance? They, they lose by, gosh, that was a little bit of a heartbreaker at the very end. I know. The missed kick. Uh, <laughs> it hits the upright and doesn't go in. So they lose to Miami in the preseason game, which grand scheme of things, not that big of a deal. Just the pre. They they played well enough to where it was like, oh, it stung a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, considering the circumstances, we know preseason game one, most of your starters, if not any of them aren't playing. So, you know, circumstance wise, it was it was a pretty good game. But you said something really important. It feels like fall football is here. It's real. It's not a conversation that we're talking about. It's not a future situation that we're predicting. It's it's real. We're in live time of a football season being here, back, live, direct, and full action. Um, so that was the general excitement of it all. And we kind of touched on the fact that you have this whole Miami, Tampa. So there's always that little spark of just being from, you know, cities in the same state. There's a lot of Miami fans that were there last night. So that ramped up the competitive feel and that game nature, um, a little bit of camaraderie, a little bit of tenseness throughout the fans and not too much craziness on the field. After a few little chippy practices, everybody was really just kind of dialed in. So that was one takeaway that I got from everything. There wasn't a whole bunch of pushing and shoving and issues and and whatnot on the field, but overall, yes, it was not fun to see the the bucks fall short, uh, 26 to four. And it was just one of those games where it was a lot of field goals. And sometimes that could be a good thing because of the high competitive nature between the teams, or sometimes it's just like, meh, (laughs) I can't describe it any different than meh. Yeah, and no, so, that, that you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it just ha- it just has those moments. So it started off very exciting. Uh, as most people probably know by now, Blaine Gabbert was only supposed to take like one series and he ended up uh, controlling the entire first quarter. But it was nice because there were so many question marks at the top of this year before football season when Tom Brady retired for 41 whole days. It was who's going to be the quarterback. So, you know, Blaine taking that that first quarter trash coming in second quarter and then controlling the rest of the game. Of course, that's going to be a huge takeaway that you and I will jump into uh, more later, but overall I enjoyed getting a more uh, live game pace view of a lot of other players. This is a very competitive roster. And while the wide receiver room is the group that's talked about the most in terms of, you know, the high competition and what that cut's going to be like, there's a lot of competitions taking place across the board. You know, there's question marks next to the left guard position. Who's going to start there? We saw some interesting things with that in the game. There's question marks about if depth needed to be added to the linebacker room, inside linebacker and outside linebacker. They have about three solid guys, if you will. And then after that, a lot of question marks. 
um, you know, how would the interior defensive line function if God forbid somebody ends up going down or can't play for a game? So in the running back room, I mean, there was so much conversation about Rashad White saying that he wants to come out and take that first string position who we all know really belongs to Leonard Fournette, who's now signed with the Bucks for three years. So the drama, <laughs> as Matt Material would put it, the drama, a lot of drama, a lot of takeaways. And I'm so ready to dive into it all with you on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. Yes. And we are going to get into, yes, the the quarterback situation, who some of our key players from the game were. And of course, your guys' favorite segment, Walk the Plank. We're also going to take a look forward at what the Bucks have coming up and more. So getting into how the game kind of uh, opened up and took shape, it was exciting. Like you said, a, a right off the start, there's uh, there's some touchdowns. Uh, Miami gets a field goal early. The Bucks come back. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, great series, mm -hmm. um, leading to a 23-yard pass uh, touchdown. Great look by him. Yes. And and in that series specifically, I have to give you high praises, Casey. <laughs> Because we, credit. you get lots of credit. <laughs> we thought you said one of your players to watch on the first pod we did was Tyler mm -hmm. Johnson. And he had an incredible first series. Yes. Uh, and, and, and a really great game overall. But mm -hmm. really that first series, he came out and, and said what he said to me was, I've got something to, to show for myself. And that's, I mean, in my big takeaway, my big picture takeaway is that yes. you saw a bunch of guys out there. You mentioned it earlier, competing and competing hard for mm -hmm. their spot. So these guys are, are, are saying, you know what? Yeah. Tom Brady is going to be our QB. You know what? Yeah. There's, there's, we have these guys in place. There's certain guys who didn't even play yesterday. who weren't dressed out, you know, <laughs> that, that there is kind of a little bit more of a lock. But there yeah. are question marks. And for the guys that, that for the spots that have question marks, and for the guys who are putting themselves in those positions, they came out and they really showed up big. And they gave the coaching staff a lot to think about. So we're yes. going to get into some of those key players. But but just mentioning right off the bat, I think that that a few a few really big things that I noticed were just the competitive drive, the competitive nature of everyone. Uh, there was great blocks. Um, there were there were really great catches. Just the people. It seemed like everyone was really in tune. It seemed like actually that this team, for being in Florida and for it being hot outside and for for there being a lot of cramps at practices, that they're mm -hmm. in relatively pretty good shape they were able to go out there the speed was okay they were mm -hmm. able to to really put themselves in a really great space to be competitive and that was something that like is an overarching you know if we're not getting into very specific guys yet that's right. like an overarching takeaway that I think I look at from this team and think like kudos to them mm -hmm. for you know being getting ready and being close to game shape uh, playing fast, playing competitive, and really trying to prove themselves. Absolutely. And great that you mentioned that because uh, Todd Bowles mentioned in his one of his press conferences that, you know, 
it was hot. <laughs> it was hot out there for a minute. He's like, the sun was just directly beating for, for a moment there. And I know some people, I mean, especially people who are not from Florida, you're thinking, okay, you have a seven 30 kickoff here. What do you mean? Oh, the sun doesn't go down until almost eight 45. So no, we still get a, a, a nice brink of it. And coach bowls even mentioned that and where they line up on the field and the way that Raymond James is set up, they did have to endure some un uncomfortable heat for a moment there. So I, I love that you pointed that out because it's true. The guys looked like they were in pretty good shape. There wasn't a whole bunch of injuries and stuff that took place. There wasn't a bunch of, um, cramping and if you will at least for the bucks there were a decent amount of stop plays for the miami dolphins but that wasn't more so cramping and, and misconditioning that was more so you know they took a nice little hit in the play and <laughs> had to breathe for a second so um kind of quickly touching on injuries there grant stewart um linebacker grant stewart was out with a foot injury and running back Gio Bernard was out with an ankle injury. There's no update on either of them. There wasn't a tone of severity, but either way, um, I'm sure we'll learn more about them come practice tomorrow and Tuesday. More importantly, overall, did the Bucks lose? Yes. Ridiculous. It's tough <laughs> to, to even talk about, but a lot of good things, as you mentioned, if we're if we're looking from top to bottom of how the offense and the defense performed, offense had great series, and I think Blaine Gabbert set a nice tone there. But looking throughout the rest of it, you know, offensive line they played well. Coach Bowl spoke on the offensive line a couple of times and said that he saw a lot of decent things out of all of them. So considering the fact that you have rookie Luke Kadecki, um on the line, he got reps in there, which was very important and significant because we've noticed that depth is going to be very important to this team as well as health. And the next man up mentality is going to be even more important. You mentioned blocking Kate Otten had an awesome game yesterday. He did very well. He got a lot of high praises, not only from fans, but from people on Twitter and, you know, a lot of people in media, he made his name known a lot more and he's going to be somebody who becomes more recognizable. And when you listen to the the playback on the broadcast, you know, they're putting him in the conversation of being Gronk's replacement and stuff. So they're already placing high hopes on this kid and, and he's fulfilling it out quite well. He had some solid blocks. Um, of course he has to learn how to kind of bear his weight and evenly distribute his weight and his strength between his legs because he kind of got taken away on the left side on some plays, but these are things you learn in game speed, which is the exciting part of it finally being game time of us having real games taking place. And you and, and you called that too. So I don't know. Do you yeah. get two trips to the treasure box this week? I get two trips to this is exciting for me. The treasure <laughs> box was always that was always a game changer for me in school. If I knew I could make it to the treasure box just handing in something on time and doing well with it, I was all for it. If people can't tell by now, I'm a very competitive human being <laughs> and it translates in every aspect of my life. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, can I take you down a notch though? Because you might have to walk the <laughs> plank for something that you said in the last podcast. I get cut at the knees now too. Jeez. <laughs> I'm not going to lie though. Kaylee and I talked about this, like right before the segment, in all honesty, I take full responsibility guys. I might have to walk the plank. There was a couple guys that I was just like, no, 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 absolutely not. And here we are. Uh, they they showed us something. Now they again, Haley and I will dive into that a little bit deeper in a second here. But um, I have you know if I have to take my lickings, I have to take my lickings. I might be walking the plank by the end of this segment. <sighs> head held high, head held very high. But yeah, Kate Otten, 
was on my list, and I think he did very well yesterday. Even Coquit, he's somebody who's coming in and was going to be this just predominant blocking tight end, and he's had really quality, like really good reps throughout training camp and stuff. And you can see that they're going to develop him uniquely, but he's someone that I'm sure that they're going to be able to rely on in blocking schemes not too far down the road. He had a great block too that led to a touchdown, right? Yeah, you know that 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 was kind of the key thing that really opened up the space for oh, yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn to, to get into the end zone. So definitely pulling his weight and, and, and even in that play alone is a guy that you're like, oh, okay, I got to keep my eyes on him. Yes. And I'm glad that you said that too, because that was one of the plays where, you know, Kate Otten kind of lost his weight distribution and lost his strength and got taken away. And Coquife was able to step in and, and not only fulfill his role, but help the guy next to him so that that play could be successful um, so yeah, perfect, perfect takeaway there in terms of them working together, both rookies that have just done very well and something to look forward to and what their role would be. Defense was maybe equally as electrifying though. Ladies and gentlemen, defense walked away with three sacks last night, three sacks, something that this team as a whole was looking, you know, looking for last season. And yes, I do understand that we're talking about people competing for two slot, three slot and so on and so forth. But you're also talking about people whose name might get called depending on how things transpire in games. So to see that, that competitiveness, to see that energy, to see that grit, um, hunger, to see all of that out of these guys and just how much they highly respect the role and the team that they're playing for was something that stood out to me last night very much. I mean, Anthony Nelson had a sack, Pat O'Connor had a sack, Cam Gill had a sack. And if that doesn't say enough about the people that you can rely on behind you, and even Coach Bowles has said it, Anthony Nelson is somebody that needs a lot more credit. Um, he even went specific to say that Nelson doesn't fall for a, the bootleg play. He's one guy, one guy. Now, mind you, it's Coach Bowles. He said Anthony Nelson's the one guy from college to the NFL who's never felt for the bootleg play. He's a very savvy player, and he's way stronger than he looks. So that kind of answers questions in terms of where they may not feel, why they don't feel like they have to add up to certain position groups that some of us are like, hey, we'd love to see more people in the linebacker room. And, you know, Coach Bowles is seeing something that we are now starting to see. So that was awesome.